That's a new music, no? That's good music. Welcome to the moon. We're Jonas and Alex from MyMoon, where we make MUN conferences accessible to delegates and easy to host for organizers. Today, we are joined by Egan Paquet, a good friend and seasoned MUNer who will share his insights and lovely stories from Model United Nations with us. Egan, welcome to the hey moon. Hey guys, <laughs> thanks for having me. Sweet. Jonas, welcome again as well. It's been a while since we did this podcast. Yeah, I um, I remember back when we did that uh, last time, we always uh, said which episode that was, but I would have a really hard time reciting uh, which one we're on. Should be right 15-ish? Uh, roughly, roughly. But it's a new era. We've, we've taken a break for a few months and uh, we've done a lot of work. We've relaunched the Mimer frontend. We've developed the, the native app Swim Yen command. Uh, but I think it's time to come back. And what better way to do it than to do it with Egan, who we've been to a bunch of conferences with and who's just come back from Rome uh, and who just applied to Tel Aviv as well, keeping busy, Egan. How was it in Rome? Um, it was interesting, yeah. Um, I mean, the eternal city, you know. Uh, so <laughs> there's always a good reason to go back there or to go there for the first time, honestly. Um, it was also a nice trip back memory lane for me. Uh because Rome was the last conferences, conference I attended before the pandemic hit. So mm -hmm. it was quite interesting to just uh, realize, wow, three years have gone by. And uh, it was also a nice way for me to just look back, okay, MUN-wise from 2020 to here, what has changed? And, you know, how have I developed as, a, as an MUNer, but also as a person? And it's, it, it's true, Egan, you have done an yeah, Jonas, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was about to say, this is one of the particular things we should highlight about Egan's MUN career. Egan has done MUN before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and is continuing <laughs> to do them after the pandemic. And I think there's a very few people who can say that, which is why I'm particularly, uh, you know, happy to have you on the show today. Yeah, yeah I Egan. Mean... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We've got to get in a groove here again, haven't we? Don't we? <laughs> It's, it's the, the, the what happens whenever you have a podcast, uh, yeah. I guess. The rust yeah, has to Alec come Red. off. No, but so, Egan, is there a difference you see now in MUN versus what it was like, let's say, three, four years ago? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I'd say, you know, if you check before the pandemic, you know, the kind of status quo you had. Uh, we swore by just uh, in-person debating and in-person conferences and also i wouldn't say the technology was as far as we've gone now in a in a couple of years um i mean i remember when when the only way to have motions and have speeches and so on was there much with timer on your phone and then just uh pen and paper when it came to making motions and resolutions right. and so on so so we've gone a long way um that's, that's are, are you hinting at the command a little bit well, they have definitely spearheaded the effort um, but, of, but of just what one changing has to say that how, as well, how we do it. I think what we have to add as well is, is saying that, um, again, you were the Secretary General of uh, St. Gallen MUN back in 2020 in November. So the pandemic was in full 21. swing and you organized 21. Yes, apologies for that. Um, and, and so the pandemic was, was in full swing and you were the first conference to use the MEN command conference app to, um, you know, we had never, ever had anyone use it before. And so I think that was a remarkably bold kind of act of, 
um, showing that trust to, to, to us and to innovate the format. And so this is one thing that I would love to speak about more today as well, is, is kind of what you were hoping to get out of it back then and, and how, how that whole thing, you know, has gone from, from back when it started together, um, but, yeah. but also where you see it now when you go to conferences nowadays, um, quote unquote, <laughs> after the pandemic. Um, you're referring to 2020 then. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 2021, I was Secretary General, but in 2020, I was in charge of academics. Um, right. So, and yeah, 2020 was very much the height of the of the pandemic, also in terms of uh, conferences and so on. And basically the way it went, um, I, I was thinking about it earlier, um, was that I was just looking around around the internet very much for, for ways in which you can actually have an online conference and make it, um, make it a nice and enjoyable thing. And so we were first thinking about, okay, so where will people meet in the first place? Are we just sticking to Zoom because we have a license for it? Or do we actually go for something else, something a bit outside of the box? So we went with, uh, with Gatherly, which um, for, for all its flaws was still an interesting concept to have, and they have since then improved. And the same can very much be said about the debating software. That we have. <laughs> um, the it, it had some flaws, and in a sense, we realized, oh well, um, maybe we'll we'll do the pen and paper thing just for this thing, and then we'll go straight back into into the the debating software and so on. But we realized that using MUN command, the 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 embryo, the very first. Uh, prototype of it was definitely a, a very nice way for us to realize that hey um, those things can be developed and there is a, a a very undertaking team behind it and that's that's what you want to see I guess and that's it, it was just nice for us to take that gamble and for it to, to pay off so well and also beyond SGM I mean, yeah. it's easy to, to now have you talk about all the nice things about Ambient Command because obviously this is our podcast and we kind of love our embryo uh, at this <laughs> point. But do you want to talk about some of the rough edges maybe as well that like back when you guys started using it, we were like, oh God, what have we gotten into here? Uh, I mean, I'd say your greatest nemesis was very much the uh, control plus R, you know, the refresh. Uh, <laughs> an easy fix always, but um, unless you know that it's a problem, people are not going to actually go ahead and refresh. Yeah. So you have to tell the chairs and so on, uh, guys, by the way, refresh or whatever. If it doesn't and work, the refresh. And yeah. the problem is, you know, it's it's not only this, it was also the combination with the other apps or something. So you would refresh oh. one of the things and then they refresh the wrong thing, they refresh Gatherly, <laughs> and then they're just out of their meeting, out of their call. So they have to get back in. And then they have to, they can't actually be in a group. They have to broadcast to the entire floor and then they have to broadcast um, because not every, back then it was just a session app. So people were not actually on the software itself. I think it was we're just, using the conference app, no? In 2020, I don't think that was the case. I, I think, think it was so. only sessions say, yeah. at that point. No, I think you were, in 2020, you were the first to use the conference was it, app. Like, was it the first conference app? Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I think so. Could be. You were the first conference to use the conference app, so delegates, in theory, were on it as well. Ah, yeah. Well, th that's also <laughs> a main problem, usually. It's that um, delegates would not really get onto the thing until the last point. But then again, that's not a flaw of the app. It's just a flaw of uh, people uh, getting the, the mail in their spam 
and uh, <laughs> therefore never using the the app. And so, yeah, the chairs always have to navigate around that. Um, no, it was a, it was a lot of learning experiences from that oh, yeah. for us from, from that as well because I think we rebuilt the way people log in so it's easier for people to do that like just just that first thing uh, that what you just described with people just getting on it and it's super easy now yeah. um, we've even made it easier now again uh, by people being able to put everything mm -hmm. into an into a form on the, yeah. on the first page so it's even mm -hmm. quicker and and the reloading thing obviously because MGN command the conference app everything is right synchronized so whenever you click on a on a play timer button as a chair on every device uh, on every delegates device it has to realize that timer has yeah. stopped and, and stop it as well um so that was really difficult for us to build in the beginning but um over the last two years we were really able to to put a lot of updates into it and, and it's it's so fun to see it now yeah. um where it's a lot smoother thankfully mm -hmm. yeah i'd say the less smooth aspects of it are not necessarily even in the debating uh, mm -hmm. part of it, but rather the, the organizational part with you right. uh, taking back my MUN. Uh, that's also a, a big, mm, yeah. uh, a big project. Uh, I remember our USG of finance, uh, wishing, wishing my MUN's death at some point. Uh, to, to be honest, he was very much in a, in a rage at that point, but I very do understand fair. the, the concerns in, in certain ways, uh, that still need to be addressed. Uh, for the finances, a lot of stuff that's not necessarily still um, a hundred percent accurate. It, it's quite hard to do the whole accounting bit. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, about like that 2020 end of 2020 as well. That was before we actually had taken yeah. over Maimon, right? Yeah. So uh, and and making I'm Maimon talking about more, the more recent stuff. Yeah, for sure. Making it more yeah. simpler to use was really on on the our most pressing issue that we wanted to address. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonas, are you still there with us? Yeah, I'm fully there. Yes. Uh, I, I have to say that oh, I'm he gets in there, he goes out. <laughs> and, and so, um, it makes uh, revol me a little bit. It's the revolving uh, door of the, of the, of the podcast. He comes and goes as he wants. <laughs> no, absolutely. Nice. Jonas, how do you remember those days when we, like, it was super exciting, remember, for us when they used the conference app for the first time? Oh, yes, I remember uh, we were in the, the co-working space where we used to to always, you know, sit down and code, and then, then we received Egan's message that, you know, they were committed to using the conference app for the first time. And we were celebrating like crazy. It was the, the biggest thing we could imagine is that, you know, finally there's a conference that, you know, has a trust in what we do. And, That's and crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it always seems so. And um, and and during the conference, um, I, I I want to say that many conferences that used both Gatherly and and MN Command, they said, um, you know, MN Command was really not the problem uh, during our conference, and we were a little bit surprised because everything <laughs> we saw, we were not satisfied with how things were. And so, based on all of this, based on the feedback, based on what we saw. Um, you know, we've, we've done massive leaps, I think, um, ever since, uh, which by no means means that we're, um, you know, at the point where we're, you know, a hundred percent satisfied. <laughs> if so, I think we'd, uh, we'd, we'd have nothing left to do, but I think, uh, you mentioned the logging into the app. One thing that we've planned for this year there, uh, which is super exciting is to integrate MIMIN and MEN command in, in a very, you know, long future. Let's see how, how long it's going to take us, but. Um, I'm dreaming of, you know, people being able to log into MEN command with their MIMIN account. Um, and so, so thereby reducing the, the, the kind of uh, friction um, 
in, in the whole registration mm -hmm. process for Femian command. And those things I think could really, you know, benefit with just launching right now, kind of like setting up MEN command with an export from Mymon, so it's no longer having to format some Excel spreadsheets, but it's just one export, one import, you're done. And then building on that step-by-step, uh, step, and, and, and this is super exciting plans, I think, for, for this year. Um, for sure. Um, now, we obviously don't want to make this whole thing a product promo. That was not the point <laughs> of it, especially not of having Egon on. But it, it's so easy to latch on to those memories uh, from, from when we we tried to launch the product as what we called an alpha still, uh, or yeah, an okay. embryo, as Egon, like you like to call it. Now, Egon, you you are one of the people who I think I know who has done the most MEN conferences. And what I think is so remarkable about you is that you, at, at Carmel last year, uh, so November 2022, you still were there as a delegate. <laughs> yeah. How do you still have the fire? Uh, oh, that's, that's a good question. It's probably because I still wanted to go to the conference. But right. back when chair applications were open, I had no idea whether I could go or not. Ah, okay. um, especially, you know, you want to be part of that fun, uh, but you don't know yet if you can be there as a chair. So you do the next best thing. And yes, for some comedies, especially with the with the amount of conferences you might be doing over five years or something, you might be a bit overqualified, which is unfair right. to some. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you're still having some fun because, because <laughs> it's, it's no, but it's it's the people that you've come to to appreciate over the years and so on. And more than an MN conference, it kind of becomes just um, a, a family reunion, very much. Especially in November, you go to a conference and so many familiar faces you see at one point. Um, and, and, and this is, as you, as you said yourself, it's, it's almost feels like, you know, coming home to family uh, almost, uh, which by no means should, you know, yeah. scare away any, any first time as newcomers. Uh, it's it's uh, easy to become part of that family, um, but, uh, but it, it definitely does give always a very warm reception, I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely an, an open circle, and if you if you show the intent that you want to uh, you want to do it more often, you do it as a hobby. You do it's something that you like. Then it's 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 funny, but I'd even say that MUN as a concept is almost secondary to the fun that you have with just hanging around people. And MUN conferences kind of become the excuse to get back together. <laughs> uh, so, That's so these these conferences do pile up, and you don't even realize it. But it's just yeah. oh well. But that's a conference where I'll be chairing with that person, so that's a unique combination. Or that's a conference where I'll be a delegate in the same committee as that person. And and these shared memories, you you're you're always in a in a permanent search for these kind of um, special connections that you'd have with individuals and create. Now I'm curious again. You that's did, you uh, did, that's what uh, it's all about. You did loads of conferences, and so I'm curious when when you look at yourself, kind of before you set your 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 foot into the first MEN conference, and when you look at yourself now, um, kind of what which development have you seen, and 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 also um, what part of that can be attributed to MEN? Because uh, during our studies, we we all develop naturally, uh, so it would be it would be. Um, yeah. A bit exaggerated to attribute the full development to to MEN, but but what's your stance on that? What can people take away from MEN? Mm. Well, well, I, I 
definitely first say that um, MUN does it, it is in its essence a role playing game, you know, mm-hmm. and in that sense you learn to to act. You learn to mm-hmm. to basically uh, live action role play as someone, <laughs> and that does entail a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, just um, it develops your charisma. Or if you don't necessarily have the charisma yet, it those are very good situation in which you can you can just develop it and try out. Yeah. Um. So so public speaking as a whole, I think your English wow. also massively improves. I think um, I started in 2017. And my only source of English back then was uh, watching WWE wrestling. Um, yeah, <laughs> since then, basically, all of my vocabulary has come from, from MUN and things MUN-related. Um, and also just the development of just uh, making those connections, um, making these, like, creating these friendships and so on. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah... I'd say I'd say most of it is more on the social skills department. Oh, I would have so loved to see you. So have you actually, actually ever? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Sorry. I was just, Jonas, I was go, just ahead. Saying, go ahead, Jonas. Uh, I was just saying I would have loved to see little Egan who who knew all his English from wrestling, and now he's in an, in an MEN conference. That must have been hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the first opening speech. Oh my god, from the top rope. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably. I don't remember. Oh, you, you put the fear of God into your fellow delegates by, by essentially doing wrestling commentary as, as Molyuen. John Cena, he's coming to the ring. He has a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. Is that covered by Chapter 7 of the UN Charter or not? Uh, it's definitely a war of aggression. So. It's... Uh... <laughs> Mm. Oh God! Have you actually again? Have you ever been part of like a really large committee, like at World One, for example? You have those like two, three, four hundred people that uh, uh, committees. I've um, as part of a course at the University mm-hmm. of Saint Gallen, I've done the National Model United Nations in New Ooh. York. Yeah. Um, I did it online, and uh, irony of all, we did it togetherly. Uh, <laughs> How did that um, go? It's um, the. Um, the bigger committees, I think we were like about 150, 200 in our committee. Um, okay. The UN Industrial Development Organization. We, I was Kuwait with a fellow <laughs> delegate. And yeah, it's um, Kuwait has like 0.9% of its whole economy is based on agriculture. And we had agricultural subjects. So a lot of, uh, um, as we would say in German, rund um den Brei. Um, basically we would just, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, just a, a back and forth and just, uh, saying yes to one another and just, uh, not really offending anyone. And when every country does that, you, you, you come at a crossroads where you, you ask yourself, is this the real UN or are people just not wanting to offend anyone? And yeah. it, it, it's still to me a bit intriguing how that goes we got best delegate and that's not because we did a good job or anything it's because the best delegate award is given on a peer basis on a peer feedback basis so the peers elect the the best delegate and honestly we've we've manipulated them we how did you do that we went all out by just being nice and just overtly kind of fake nice just uh oh thanks for your contribution we'll make sure to add your name to the list of signatories 
and and, and that whole thing, and and you just buy their votes, and that might be the the real UN. I don't know. That's I hope not. Funny. No, I think there you don't do it with like being nice, but with money. <laughs> ah, then it's all good then. <laughs> then you know there's an actual incentive. It's not just fake generosity. It's actual cold hard cash. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon though? Okay, so this is actually an interesting because like best delegate award. It's like a hotly debated thing, and I feel I, I know I've been on that. That I've been that person who's been slightly offended by how a best delegate was or wasn't chosen. Um, what do you reckon? Is that maybe a good system that people are just sort of elected by committee? Who who is the best delegate? Well, like I said, um, the, the the award of of best best delegate can always be. Uh, a poor decision if the person who makes that decision is not necessarily guided by the best principles or ideas. If it's a chair and um, you, you'd often have, like the number one thing where you would reject someone in a chair interview is, oh, well, I think the best delegate award should go to the person who speaks the most. Because mm. <laughs> that really is the case. In fact, it, if, you yeah. check, if you check MUN command statistics, the best delegate yeah. is usually the second biggest. Yeah. That's, that's that would be a fun statistic I... if we could actually have like good data on that. Like who of those on the list is usually but, best delegate? But, but but I was very often like the, the the second most to speak, and 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 I would get the award because the person who spoke more than me usually spoke a bit too much. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So so the, the chair might be misguided in how they award the the best delegate and and the delegates might as well be just as misguided i mean if you if you give the best delegate just to to the person who has been i guess i guess the good thing is that best delegate if it's peer feedback peer award is more of a diplomatic award because mm -hmm. they right. at least the, the fellow delegates and so understand who was the person who reached out the more the most to the other aisle so mm -hmm. there's that at least uh but whether that's the best delegate in and of itself is it's too qualitative for the delegates to just uh, yeah. extrapolate. It, I mean, it boils down to the question of like, what is a good delegate to begin with? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are Egon. many different interpretations. Just... No, <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there are many good interpretations for that. But um, for, for, for me, it would be someone who, um, who is just just uh, a very good person to to debate with, uh, a person mm -hmm. who brings ideas to the table, uh, a, a person who actually acts upon these ideas and actually works on something, uh, and and is a leading force behind that effort. And also, uh, I mean, it's it, it isn't necessarily a factor when it comes to debate, but usually the best delegates are also people that I was able to hang out with uh, at the socials afterwards. Who yeah, also absolutely. have some some more redeeming qualities than just the debate. That to me is, is is a complete delegate at least. I think, especially in those large committees, I think I think it's even harder to choose to choose a best delegate. Jonas, I know you've chaired some really large committees. How did you manage that? Just to not just pick that one person that maybe spoke the most, so two or three times in a big committee. Well, I find it. I, I found especially the larger the committees are, the harder it is. And look, I mean, it was at one of those large committees that, for me, uh, the idea for MEN Command uh, came when I was in New York chairing a huge committee, 
And frankly, when every time I'm like in a big committee and there's no MEN command, I'm like, this software was made for that. Um, because it just gives a lot more kind of equity to everyone to participate more equally. And so you have people also from last rows kind of, you know, have a larger chance to, to participate. And so I think what, what's always, you know, misleading is that you see people in the first couple of rows and, and it's easy to pick those as a chair um, when in reality you should, you know, as a fact, you want to reach out kind of beyond the first row of raised placards. Um, then when it comes to, um, you know, award decisions for me, yes, of course, there are the, the kind of hot facts and figures of like, uh, you know, speaking time and stuff. But for me, what matters even more, I think, is if people have kind of like an idea about like where they want the, the debate to go and they kind of lead and steer a committee as a whole, uh, you know, largely through things like motions um, that they introduce and that get passed. Um, which to me make a huge uh, difference. Getting getting the majorities that that they have, leading a block and and, and forming alliances, but also not just kind of wholeheartedly, you know, uh, shutting the gates, but also reaching out to uh, to others, kind of enabling others to to speak up, to to integrate. And then one thing that I always love seeing is when people they come in the first day, they're very shy, they they barely want to you know go up front speak. And on the last day, they stand there and they defend a resolution or amendment or whatever it is. Uh, those to me are really the, the, you know, the, the top-notch delegates simply because of this immense trajectory that they have. You know, if there's this, um, this, this wonderful delegate who speaks uh, like, like a young Shakespeare, um, that's impressive. Yeah, but, but I love seeing that development as well um, a lot because it, it really shows how people kind of um, step out of their comfort zone in, in, in a lot of senses, yeah? I mean, I I don't know how you've seen it, Alex, in, in New York, but mm -hmm. from, from New York and and Rome uh, a couple of weeks ago, what I realized was the, the best delegates and so on were also delegates who, who make my job as a chair easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those those who are very much kind of sometimes also understand what the chair means or what they're trying to do yeah. or accomplish. And just someone who's a who's an enabler, a, a facilitator. Yeah. Um, mm, for that sure. You and you want someone like that in your committee, just just so you can sometimes take a backseat and know, hey, the delegates will will figure it out. You know, I, I just need my rest here. I I've only slept like three hours. Please, <laughs> you know. And then probably less. No, even probably less. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's fair. I think one one uh, one of my chairs once. Um, shared with me sort of a philosophy where or, or, or a secretary general when I was chairing and they were like so just think about your committee and pick the person who you think if they if you take them out of the committee it all falls apart you know so that mm -hmm. one guy that holds the house of cards together to make sure sort of there is a resolution and things are coming together um, and I think that's kind of what, what you're going towards there as well Egon and I think so in, in New York, I tried to really also take into account sort of properly the contribution to the written document at the end of the day, yeah. um, because it's, I mean, this is the hardest thing to measure, I feel, or like a hardest thing to get a sense of as a chair as well, because not even the main submitter is necessarily a good representation of who actually wrote the damn thing, um, because, you know, maybe that's just the guy who is most vocal in the group and somebody else wrote it entirely. and. Like even 
even apart from that, you could think in an ideal world, ideal world, the best delegate would be the one who had like relative to the size of the country or the influence of the country, the biggest impact on the yeah. substance of the, it's impossible to measure, but that's like what you're trying to go for. And I remember trying to, to, to work that impact on the written document at the end of the day into the resolution, because the guys who speak are great. But the guys who end up formatting and writing the resolution for me as a chair, thank you. Those are the people who, who, who make it possible in the end of the day. And, and they're the ones who have the proper impact. But at the same time, it's so difficult. And I know even in New York, some of the people who were there were not mega happy with the way I sort of, or we as chairs perceived sort of that impact to be on the paper, because whatever happens in those, in, in those Google Docs, but to be honest, there's there's some sort of fail safe to that. I mean, what yeah. I do when I when I chair and I want to have some some more oversight of the committee or something, I just ask my delegates to use funny colors. You know, they just use um, highlighters to mm -hmm. basically highlight what they themselves are writing, so that I know who wrote what. Ah, Not only is good. it good for me, so that I get a, a sense of okay, who's actually contributing to the stuff, and the the um, the colors don't lie almost yeah like the, um, the delegates will actually be quite honest about who wrote what and sure. you would some quite often find out who talks a lot but doesn't write much yeah um, oh that's a really good tip honestly yes and um and yeah then then they figure out the colors and so on and it's also great for the delegates because mm -hmm. then when people start asking because I had the problem in Rome because I didn't use the funny, funny colors oh. um people would start asking, yes, who wrote this, this, and nobody knows. this nonsense? And nobody knows. <laughs> and, and, and so you're here, you're, are we deleting this thing? No no one actually objects or anything, so you might as well go ahead and delete it. But if you do that, well, it was a good idea. Uh, what do Maybe we do? it was just that most shy delegate of them all who wrote the most yeah. brilliant operative clause, but is too shy to it. claim ownership. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's why you need to empower your delegates. How do you do Absolutely. that? You need you need to let them know that you're here to make them their life easier and yeah. to make their debating experience very comfortable. And right. that's also I mean, the, the job of the chair. There is you're a facilitator, thought, but but I think it's it's also very far away uh, in terms of like realizing that uh, of of building kind of like an editor, a text editor, a resolution editor into MEN command that could do things like this within MEN commands. With I was an thinking about command, it. Yeah. That would be wild. But at the same time, the big problem is, look, I mean, everyone's using Google Docs, fair enough. Um, but so having having this uh, small little Maven team building something, um, you know, the quality of Google Docs and tailor that to MEN, that's going to be a little bit Can of a stretch. Can you embed Google yeah? Docs? No? Can't you can embed Google, Google Docs, Docs, but then we don't have the, like, you could just, I mean, you, you can sort of embed Google Docs, but you can't have then this like direct grip on the individual operative clauses, for example. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm thinking there is this tool CK editor and that might make it possible, but it's, it would be a really big project. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, Google docs is working so well right now, unfortunately, is it? <laughs> yeah. To, to compete with that. It's I a mean, big the, challenge. The trillion dollar competition. Literally. That, that, that's <laughs> although, although we did pick up the fight, so to say, uh, when it comes to Mime versus Google Forms. 
Um, so uh, maybe maybe it's worth a shot uh, for MEN Command versus Google Docs. Yeah. But uh... to be fair, I mean, tr you, uh, making that a comparison is really hard, or trying to pick a fight there because Google Google Forms is just a very different product targeted at very different use cases. Whereas absolutely, being an it's like uh, being an application platform. It's like uh, you know if if. Uh, I don't know, Rihanna was organizing or hosting a concert using Google uh, Google Docs uh, instead of Eventim <laughs> or whatever those people use. To be, honest, to be honest, whoever thought that making motions and points and so on, on on Google Forms was a good idea probably was in a room with a bunch of other people and they basically sp spun the wheel just to check on which <laughs> Google application it would land for them to <laughs> use the motions. Some people spin the wheel and they end up on Google Forms. Some others go on Google Docs. Some others go on Google Sheets. Um, I, I'm just waiting for the conference that does motions on Google Slides. That's, okay, um, I'm, I'm that... kind of sorry for the delegates, but it would be so funny to actually do that. Like to just <laughs> sit there as chairs, they have like a wheel of fortune on your desk. <laughs> Like, okay, before we take the next round of motions, let me just spin a wheel of luck. And here we go. We're going to be <laughs> doing this in the <laughs> Facebook honestly, group. Honestly, for a fun debate, for a fun debate, I totally do it. Oh, Facebook group, a Discord chat. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we can go all the way. <laughs> Jesus. How many products can you use at the same time for What's a committee? WhatsApp, Paul. <laughs> WhatsApp, Paul, Discord chat. Discord chat. Zoom, I mean, Paul. Uh, Actually, before we wrote the first ever line of code, what we did, because uh, we wanted to kind of understand which software is being used in, in an Indian context, we did the survey with a bunch of friends where uh, we asked which software they're using. And it turns out it's it's a lot. It's, you know, WhatsApp for communication, email for communication, uh, Google Forms, uh, maybe for signing up, and then PayPal for, for paying. And, and so we looked at this and we thought, man, can't we like skip a few of those? And, and this is what then eventually became the software we're building is where you kind of cut down on a few tools and, and you can focus on, on miming, you can focus on any end command and you have two kind of core systems running your, your show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was actually a really interesting question. Uh, I had another, the other day, a call with a conference and they asked me, you know, isn't it actually a bad thing? to have MEN command because mm -hmm. it distracts the delegates, uh, right? They're on the device, they're gonna go off and do other stuff. Yeah. But I think the reality of today is if you're not using MEN command, delegates are certainly using five other tools to try and, and, and get the benefits that, you know, they would all just get through this one single platform where they would be focused on the topic, on the debate. Whereas if you're on Facebook chatting or on WhatsApp chatting or whatever, we chatting yeah. you're doing um, memes are gonna get in the way uh, memes are gonna get in the way at the same time your attention. uncle is texting you about the next birthday and your sister's asking you what present you're gonna get your mum the next year it you're gonna get distracted so much more there than if yeah. you are actually on the proper platform especially when you go on an app that's just built for distraction yeah um, that's it literally yeah. oh, that's a good point They're built yeah. for that. no um uh I mean, I, I, I share both sentiments. In the first year, it's definitely good to have that, that MUN command space just separated so that you, you know, okay, this is the work that I put into the committee and then, you know, you don't have to necessarily right. focus on the rest. But at the same time, um, at least for SGMUN and most of the conferences I attend, they do disable uh, the motions uh, yeah. put forward by delegates themselves mm -hmm. because the chairs still want to have the, the control over the yep. proceedings. Uh, yeah, I prefer it that way as well. 
Same, honestly. Yeah. I, like, this is one of the things, and like, it's funny almost now looking back at MEN Command. We literally, it's been now near enough three years that we started writing the first lines of code. Um, and, and it's been a good just over two years since we had the conference app. And back then, what we dreamt of, you know, were, were so many different things and how you imagine a conference is actually going to use it. And like one of the things that we talked about Slack, for example, like, or, or WhatsApp, and we dreamt of, you know, organizers using MEN command way before the conference already to have their communication with their fellow organizing team on MEN command. This um, is not and have it even being used afterwards between the delegates. Do they bypass Obviously, WhatsApp altogether? We, that was a dream. Like we were, we were thinking we could do that. Obviously the reality of it is that you're using a main command chat during the conference with your delegates. You can use it with your chairs as an organizer during the conference. It's great for during the conference, but realistically it's just not happening really before the conference. Mm -hmm. And some other things are like the delegates submitting motions themselves. Uh, we were like, oh, it's so good. Like uh, delegates can submit motions. I don't have to type as a chair. I just pick the ones I like. We have a vote and that, 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 that. Automatic voting, perfect. Reality of it is with emotions, it's a bit more complicated. And I remember even Jonas, <laughs> we had, uh, we looked at some of this, the drafts we made back then, but we had yeah. sort of an incoming motions. I'm not even oh. sure what we called it anymore. We had like an incoming motions column where like every delegate could submit their motions. And then as a chair, I would just sort of tick, 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 pick the ones alike into a different column. And then uh, from that column, I would have like a vote in seconds and objections and maybe take even more. Um, that was obviously, um, not what exactly happened in the end of the day, but it, it's the same with like other features as well, like voting on motions. Yes. Sometimes we do that and, and, and but the, not all, all people use it. The delegates letting them submit motions themselves. I'm not, I didn't do that myself as a chair because you can more strategically pick and, and it takes a little bit of timing out at the same time, just having those motions there listed in a digital device, well-written on every yeah. person's device to read it is such an immense, immense value add because yeah. I remember the days of, you know, reading out motions and a delegate didn't understand the delegate didn't hear, they didn't pay attention. Nobody knows what they're voting on and that's yeah. over now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same with the roll call. You know, we, I still do a lot of roll calls when I'm chairing with MEN command and I'm sure uh, like oh, there's by hand, essentially taking people off the MEN command by hand. At the same time, you have the option when you have to rush it at some point to do an MEN command. And I yeah. think the, the documents, uh, sort of introduction, sending them, getting approval. That was, I think one of the things that we underestimated the value of in the beginning when we built it, but now that we've actually used it, we're like, this, this is like one of the biggest deals we've, we've made. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you wanted to jump in as well. I mean, yeah, the, I think the very, very, very first use case that, that uh, we tried to tackle was kind of the roll call. I mean, the, this idea of like people paying fortunes for flights and hotels to debate for three days and the third day after lunch break, when you really want to get cracking on that amendment, you're sitting there for 30 minutes doing the bloody roll call. Yeah. And I mean, w w would I say that we have outright 100% solved that by no means? Um, but if you, as a chair, have, you know, uh, used MEN command throughout the conference, and then people are familiar with the role called the digital roll call, the third day after lunch break, you hit the digital roll call, and even if half the phones are dead, um, it still means that, that you only have to do the roll call for half of the, the people. You can just go through the absence and ask if they're present or present voting, and all the other ones can mark themselves directly present or present voting on the phone. And, and this saves you like, I don't know, 15 minutes 
if you calculate like how much people in like for the entire committee invested into that conference, yeah, yeah? how and and then you divide it by the number of minutes that you know that people are debating. <laughs> I swear, in that fifty minutes you're saving on a roll call, your cost by the end command is is already in. Like you have your money back. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> Easily. Egon, you wanted to, to, to jump in as well, didn't, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that, that whole roll call thing. I mean, we did it manually because uh, the kids were not even on, on the on the app or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so we did it manually uh, in Rome, at least. And, um, and the funniest thing is you have, you, have, you have delegation, whole delegation sometimes just leaving the community because they have to go. Uh, they ask you as a chair whether they can still get their certificates, and you're like, uh, ask the organizers. <laughs> and, and, and the funniest of which is, well, you've done the roll call, but now that you know that these whole bunches of, of people are just gone, you need to do the roll call anyway before you vote. Um, so, so tough, tough, tough stuff, really. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's fun to see, though, like what what has become of like what has become of that dream that we had in the beginning and and to see also having used to ourselves like what other things that people are actually using yes yeah. the chat is not being used by organizers before the conference to organize the conference but i think during the conference especially after the improvements we've made now especially now that we've brought to life the real android and ios apps because it's not just running in the browser anymore on your, on your phones and on your tablets um, I think it's it's a it's a tremendous tremendous value for everybody because you don't have to awkwardly ask the girls for their phone numbers just because you want to ask them whether they want to support your resolution, and well, uh, they don't have to divulge their phone numbers either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, um, and uh, there's just so much more, but it's wild. I mean, if you wanted the organizers to commu communicate on your platform and so on, you'd have to uh, you'd have to turn. MyMN, or at least the, the conference side, the conference organization side of MyMN into a workspace. Yeah. Kind of like Slack or, uh, or River or anything. But I don't know if that's what, what the direction you want to take the project in. Yeah. And even, even then, you know, I think with the main command, the, the, the problem right now is like, not the problem, but it's just not really designed for that use case. But mm -hmm. it's also like you commit to using a main command at some point when you're already halfway through organizing your conference. Uh, yeah. typically that's how it goes. So you set it up because, right. Um, even in, in my one, you will likely already have a WhatsApp group, uh, by the time you set up my one, um, because you set up my one whenever you figured out your date, but you, before you figure out your date, you already had a meeting or two with your club and then you already have your WhatsApp group. Yeah. Of course, if you could have like maybe a lot of documents in them in my one as well, regarding your conference, it could become more interesting. But then it has to become an app again. Damn it. Another app. Talking about which, again, last time we had only the, the beta for the app. Uh, now it's, it's the, the actual app. Uh, did you manage to download it already? Yeah, I have now. It, it oh, does fantastic. work smoothly. Sweet. Yeah. That's, that's a relief. Yeah. No, we... Don't ask why I use MN Command in my free time, but uh, yeah, it does work smoothly. Oh, who doesn't? Come on. I yeah, guess, uh, yeah. Such a, such a trend. We were thinking Sometimes of... I sit on the couch, just open MN Command, just scroll about no, a bit. You're just bored. We were thinking scroll about doing a, a, a social media series. 
Uh, yeah, I was saying we were thinking about doing a social media series of like how Amyenders use the the timers of Amyen command, and then it's just like they're cooking an egg, and oh. then you see them use the timer of Amyen command. You know, like they're cooking pasta, they're using have, the timer. You have Bia on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have Bia on this. She has a green lit the product. Sounds good. <laughs> no, but it's it's actually oh, does a timer continue running in Amyen command in the conference app if I switch modes? Mm. Yes. See, that's that's one of those nerd questions that you spend solving in your free time. I guess. Alex would know. Alex would know. I think, no, I but, think um, because then it would be better than than an iPhone because there you can only have one timer at a time. Yeah. Whereas we have five, six, or something. Yeah. Alex, I'll not I mean, put I mean, To be honest, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I do go on my MUN when I'm bored sometimes, and just to look at the at the conferences that are open and just right. finding out that there's a, a conference on the moon crater you know that's uh <laughs> that's an interesting discovery <laughs> is that actually maybe one that we created that's one uh, that you created i think yeah, yeah. Is it the space oh my moon? god there's this tv show space, space moon? Moon? <laughs> yeah well, the, the literally to the moon yeah it's okay. to the moon yeah and it, it's probably yeah oh yeah there's this apple apple tv show about oh going about people if the soviets had won the space race and right, they set yeah. up a space at on the uh, like a, a, ba a military base on the moon mm -hmm. uh, and and there's and they talk about uh the for sea of tranquility or something yeah for all mankind and, all and mankind. that's why we put the location of our little fake conference as a sea of tranquility not that anybody wow. cares but there you go egan you've been to a bunch of conferences you know the my own database probably better than we do ourselves because you scroll through it more than our uh, in, in your free time even I should get advice, um, yeah. no but honestly like if you think back through the conferences or or maybe even forward um what is maybe a, a conference that is just super memorable to you um and that is definitely worth the travel for anybody St. Gallen, Model United Nations. Ooh, um, of course. I mean, shameless promo as well. Uh, um, but yeah, a very, uh, a city that, to be honest, has no right to be that big in the MUN world. But right. uh, here we are. We are very much on the MUN Europe map. Um, successful conference. Uh, every secretariat I've been uh, helping out with or, or anything has been very diligent or anything. The conference is always academically on, on a very high level and so on. Mm -hmm. And we do send our best people to, to other conferences. And the feedback we usually get is, okay, these people, wow. I mean, for Rome, for example, at JCU MUN 2023, we're sending a delegation only of tears. Oh, so, sweet. Wow. So, yeah, the, we, we, do, we do shine through, through quality. I'd say, and that reflect is being reflected in our conference. And I, I mean, I how could it not be quality? It's not exaggerating. Like the Swiss quality that we also value, uh, um, it's it's priced in Indians <laughs> and in Switzerland as well. It seems uh, it's it's remarkable to see the standards. It has a certain uh, price. So. That is true. It's to be Switzerland, honest, yeah. but but it is totally worth it. It is totally worth it. Sweet. Okay, so SGMN. Okay, that's one conference that you've hosted and organized and it's been yeah. it's obviously close Quite to your biased. heart. Another one that you've maybe traveled to or that's been sort of outside of your 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 very home base. Um, to be honest, it's always nice to go back to Tel Aviv, MUN. Right. Uh, they have some of the of the nicest socials out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be hard to have a beach party in, in St. Gallen. So the next best thing mm. is very much Tel Aviv. 
um, yeah. in the summer usually. This time it's in uh, late June. I think, ah, pulled but, it made it earlier. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Early it, this year. It, it usually was always in August or something. So uh, um, bringing the heat, you know, the debates <laughs> uh, in thirty-five degree weather. Uh, nice. They also have crisis, right? They have crisis, and it is very much their uh, prime product. Although every year people are being pulled at the airport because of the directives that they've written, and that they haven't written using a VPN, so uh, <laughs> the Secret Service is on them. Um, yeah, I remember flying to Israel, and, and, and they checked all my luggage and everything. Uh, yeah, very, did very you seem close. suspicious? Uh, I was in Zurich, so I was a German. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I look very suspicious. Obviously, I was probably wearing yeah, a sweater. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm the blandest person you'll ever meet. So obviously, they let me go without anything. Uh, oh no way! Was, Maybe was, I'm suspicious then. I was the least dangerous person you could think of. I guess. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, okay, but... so Tel Aviv one. That's a good recommendation. I've heard really good things about it. I, I nearly went sharing there once, but ended up not going to because. I don't remember, but a long time ago. And uh, to be honest, although they are not partners, a mention needs to go to uh, Karlsruhe MUN. Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, Our, Mannheim uh, sort of MUN. Mannheim MUN oh, yeah. is also a, a very lovely project. They've uh, they've been reborn. Um, last conference they had before 2022 was in 2017, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good care and attention to detail is being brought to that conference and they're willing to learn from, from others. That's what I really like about yeah. Mannheim. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Karlsruhe is doing the Karlsruhe thing of basically yeah. kind of the same thing, not, not, not necessarily the same thing every year, but it works. So why change it? Yeah. So very much family vibes. I feel like that's family what vibes is. Very much. like, it's not necessarily the highest academics of standards. Uh, and, and even it's, then, it's solid. But... And even then it's solid. Yeah, it's solid, and but it just has this unbelievable family vibe yeah. that I get from it every year. Um, exactly. And I think it's not just because a lot of, I have a lot of fans there at this point. Exactly. Um, okay, one final thing, Egan, we want to get your thoughts on. And so at Maimon, we talk about uh, talk a lot about our vision of you know every student doing at least one MGN in their student career, um, and because we think it just brings so much value. And I think no matter what your job ends up being, you would, you know, really benefit from just investing those like two or three days. Um, now, if we would love to actually see that happen in the world, what do you reckon will have to be done more? So, so to understand your question, the, what we would have to do more going beyond MUN or? No, like, what, what do you think we, we, we can, as Maimon or in general, yeah. within the ambient sort of sphere do um, for for more people to come into that space and have the opportunity to, to go to an ambient conference. Ah, I see. Um, I would definitely say it's making them accessible. I think the accessibility right. is, is here, the, the prime aspect, especially since the pandemic and so on. Uh, we've seen online conferences blow up mm -hmm. and uh, because they are just cheaper, and they right. were the only possibility for us to have debates back then. But now I guess we've seen a, a new trend of, you know, a lot of people, especially from developing countries, don't have the chance to travel to right. Europe and attend the best, I mean, conferences. And I'm a, I'm a prime believer that in a way to, in order to democratize MUN mm -hmm. and just have more diplomats or future diplomats or mm -hmm. people gaining interest in that, just making them more accessible. And the way to do that is to very much... Um, see 
online MN conferences as a more sustainable, a more economically viable, and also more mm -hmm. uh, environmentally friendly alternative right. to, to MN conferences. And especially for those who don't have the luxury to, um, to, to go all the way to Europe for a conference mm -hmm. or don't get the visa permissions or anything, just for them to also have this experience. Uh, and maybe it's, it's also just a great training opportunity, yeah. you know, it, not yeah. everybody, you know, can go or goes to an MGN conference every, exactly. every month or two months. Uh, so if you want to prepare for a big conference and you just want to maybe spend the day preparing, this might be a great opportunity. So exactly. I'm not sure how many online conferences there are still out there actually. Um, I mean, quite a few, but, but yeah, but, um, we have 57 but, on Maimon right now. Jesus. Wow. That's a lot actually. Lot? Yeah, I think that's a go. lot. I mean, we've and we've that's got, definitely a development yeah. since 2020 because yeah. people have realized, well, it actually kind of works. Um, it's there was just no that... online conferences before, right? Yeah, there you I mean, go. Maybe there was one somewhere in a corner of the world, but there you go. And interesting, not only because the, the, the online debating tools and so on, the online just video conference tools have developed, mm -hmm. but also because. Uh, you guys and also the, the whole MUN world has also adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic. And right. we, we can take some, some, some learnings from it and just say, hey, how about we create, uh, or how about as a side project, MUN commands my MUN and creates its own online conference. Mm. You know, mm. something like that. You want to share it? <laughs> I'd be section. <laughs> You'd be section and share. Yeah. And <laughs> It's all in one uh, role. Yeah, no, no, but but very much this idea of democratization, uh, because yeah. it is it is such a privilege for us to have been able to attend so many conferences and hopefully right. still a, a few more. Um, but a lot of people would like to have that chance and don't necessarily have it, or at least not an, on a high academic level. And right. um, if, if there's one thing, I, I guess I would like to implement in those in in that kind of MUN legacy that, that every experienced delegate wants to kind of leave behind in something, it would be very much this kind of, um, this nice. kind of idea. I That's a really good thought. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That was really, really nice. Um, thank you so much, Egan. Is before we wrap it up, is there any other like thought you want to share with us, um, or with the immense audience that we obviously have with, uh, I don't know, how many people you can count on one, one hand, but, <laughs> um, no, I just a message out there. Uh, I'd say, um, always treat, treat MUN as, as a hobby, but also as a way for you to, uh, just, uh, discover the world, discover new cultures and just, uh, interact with people of your, your age and who share similar interests, but are from different corners of the world. I mean, I developed a passion for, um, for learning languages and so on through mm -hmm. MUN as well. I didn't know I had that, but just going through socials and so on and mingling with the rest and so on. Um, it's amazing what kind of a personal, like a kind of wealth you can get from, from all of that. And uh, that, those are experiences that, uh, that build you. With that so being I, said, I, I just wanted to say that. Sweet. Ukrainian for like, uh, what, 300 days now again? <laughs> 512. <laughs> there we go. That is impressive. Yeah, I should probably change language at this point. <sighs> Swedish or Polish or whatever. <laughs> nice. Egan, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to see you at the next conference. Um, mm -hmm. 
I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, was happy to be on the podcast. Uh, good luck with this series. I've been looking to the, forward to the next episode. And um, yeah, have a good one. Oh, and that was Egan. Now, before we wrap it up completely, it's just still Jonas and myself here, uh, letting you know about some of the insights on what's going on uh, at the MGN Command and Maimon fronts. Uh, we wanted to let you know that our next conference that we're going to be going to, or some of us are going to, is going to be Worldman, Jonas, isn't it? Uh, that's right. Harvard Worldman is going to take place in Paris in March. And so we'll be there um, as a team. Um, and so the, the very exciting thing for us also is that Worldman will use the MEN Command Conference app with all the, the users, all the, the delegates. So, so this is really going to be Worldman debating better. Um, so this is super exciting. We'll be there to, <laughs> to, to meet all of you, to, to, you know, get to know you, to feedback um, as well, but also to just enjoy the, the, the beauty of, of seeing, seeing a huge conference uh, benefit from Indian Command. Right. I can't wait to see, honestly, uh, what you guys uh, share. I, I, unfortunately, I myself won't be there, but uh, I, I'm very excited to see what it's going to be like to have MEN Command at such a big conference. Um, something you mentioned before uh, for a second as well is the yeah. integration of MEN Command in Maimon. I know many people have been asking about uh, what that's going to look like and how soon there will be more of that, obviously. Um, there are varying degrees of that. Jonas, is there anything we can expect in the near future? Um, yes. So the very first thing that's going to happen is that we're having a um, kind of export from MIMIN integrate to MEN command feature, um, which means that there's no longer the need for you to juggle any, any Excel spreadsheets, but you can just export one and import that without ever opening it directly into MEN command to set up your app. Now, this is only the very first kind of stepping stone. Um, building on that further, uh, we're thinking about things like, you know, being able to log into MEN command with your MIMIN account, um, with your conference just being there on MEN command directly the moment you have it on MIMIN and things like this. But um, hold your horses. Uh, this is a larger uh, project. And so uh, we're starting with the import-export as kind of like the, the minimal addition. And then we're building on this gradually to, to just you know, uh, work on the synergies that, that, that are so present. Awesome. I mean, yeah, obviously there's so much potentially to do, but uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much um, on that front. We've also been spending a lot of time, obviously, uh, still improving MIMON on a lot of small corners. I know we launched a new front end last year in June, July, July, July. Uh, if I recall well, um, July. Yeah, it was July. Um, and uh, obviously, since then, we've just, there's a lot of small details uh, where we can still polish uh, things a little bit. Um, and uh, we're learning now also a lot of the things about, you know, for example, assignments, how people do those, and how we could improve those in the future. Um, one more improvement that I still have on the radar, especially for MN Command, is to potentially merge the sort of home tab for chairs and delegates together with the motions tab and the and the roll call because they are technically mutually exclusive so they could pretty much live in the same place without you having to switch to motions um, as a delegate um, because obviously oftentimes you're in the, as a chair you have to let the delegates know uh, go to the motions tab now in the end command and you see the motions and we want to make sure you don't necessarily have to do that anymore 
Um, yeah, aside from that, obviously, if you have any feedback, um, not just you, Jonas, but uh, anybody else in the world um, regarding anything that we have, uh, please share that with us. Um, we're looking forward to tackling all of that and hopefully maybe talking about it in, in a future podcast. Sounds good. Alex, one thing I think we should uh, also mention here is uh, the videos you recorded on how to use MyMin, how to set it all up. We have a YouTube series mm. on that. And, and we've also embedded those in MyMin. So just to, you know, be there present to, to help you set up your MyMin conference uh, with even more ease uh, than, than before. Precisely, yeah. I, I recorded, I think, nine videos overall. Um, so wherever you are as an organizer within MyMon, uh, you will find some uh, like short, relatively short videos where I explain to you how to set things up. Um, and there's also actually a video for, um, Delegations. for head delegates um, and faculty advisors on how they can manage a delegation and uh, an overall organizer walkthrough. You find it all, again, uh, just embedded in, in our app our, or on MyMon.com. Um, but also on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, um, where you might be watching this if you are seeing the video version of it. Um, we also, oh yeah, maybe we can also mention uh, what we recorded, I think over a year ago, originally the original content for oh, yes. the masterclass, the masterclass videos. Um, we have two of them out already, the third one coming very soon as well. Uh, it's a great beginner's guide for, for delegates and how to get started within MEN and uh, you know have a bit of a deep dive but still no nonsense so they can really get the best tips and, and how you can get started so if you organize a conference or if you have a club or and you just want to have people have some introductory you know content that is really concise and have some you know there's even some little exercises you can share that with them or check it out for yourself if you're a beginner delegate you never know all right jonas i think that's plenty um i think together we're excited to debate. To debate. Better. The Better. lag is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Time to record one of the lags, man. All right. Anyway, it, it is indeed. See you at the next podcast and have a good one. Thanks so much, Alex.